0: This is The Rich Eisen Show. He cared about one thing and one thing only winning time, winning championships, trophies in the case. We'll figure out the money later on.
1: Live from The Rich Eisen Show Studio in Los Angeles.
2: Oh, okay then. You put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable.
1: Today's guests, LSU football head coach Brian Kelly, Lakers writer for The Athletic, Bill Orham from the HBO series Winning Time, actor Solomon Hughes, and now it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it
0: is. Can confirm. Sources say back here on The Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, to have a conversation today with us here on NBC Sports on Peacock and also NBC Sports Audio Sirius XM 85 to watch us and listen to us just like you can on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio network or perhaps you're listening to us on Odyssey and then there's our YouTube feed youtube.com slash Show. 400,000 subscribers we appreciate everybody who uh, hits that subscribe button here on uh, the Rich Eisen show for our YouTube stream because that's the way you can catch up with us anything that you may have missed to see it and then to hear it you've got our podcast on the Cumulus Podcast Network and where all podcasts can be acquired and um, in case you're wondering this is in fact the Emmy nominated Rich Eisen show hosted by the winner of the Rich Eisen show NBA Fantasy League and that's possibly <sighs> why the combination is working. How are you Chris? Oh, man. What's going on over there, Chris Brockman? Uh, I don't care. What's going on, TJ Jefferson? Light the candle. Light the candle, everybody.
3: I mean, if you're happy, Rich, I guess, I guess I'm guess oh, i happy. No, absolutely appreciate not. That. I greatly appreciate absolutely that. Absolutely not. I suppose. You know what? No. no. Going with the flow right over
2: there. I mean, I was great until... Th- 28 seconds.
3: Very show. good. Very, very I mean, he good. He really was, too. He was telling me how good his morning was. I know. And you very happy. I, I, I had a muffin. I'd literally been planning
0: that open for right. the last 14 hours <laughs> <laughs> since I left here the last time. Oh, yeah. boy. And I appreciate the memes out there. You the, thank you. Oh wait Mills a minute. Now. I asked to put that together. Yeah. I mean, my face on the Frank Vogel. Thank you. Tweet from the Lakers <laughs> after firing him by Woj bomb
2: on sunday right after on the game on sunday ended. right
0: after a game where they uh, finished up on a nice nice uh, high note with lebron back home getting an mri on his ankle that he said yesterday he he's stay off for the next 4 to 6 weeks <laughs> Oh, my God. You said uh, that like you didn't quite believe it. No, of course I believe it. No, I'm just saying. No, 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 no. I'll, 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 look, I, of course I believe it that he's out for the next hey, four to six just weeks. Saying, off the just, no, what I'm saying is that w- what a what a thought of an ending of a season. Yeah. That, you know, they were the betting favorites to win in yeah, the Western West. Conference, yeah, right?
2: West. Yeah, man,
0: Coming a- in because they added Westbrook to LeBron and AD, Such one of the best tragedy, combos Chris. you can have, right? And then Carmelo's coming. And then, you know, uh, I guess um in terms of NBA years and age, I guess, you know, they just hope to jump in the pool with those uh, magic cocoons to make you younger. <laughs> right? Apparently, they went downhill and so, when they let Caruso go. <laughs> and so it went down, it went down in flames. LeBron is hurt, AD got hurt. Only, uh, as LeBron pointed out yesterday, um, just 21 games in which LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook played in together. He focused on the number of 21 Mm -hmm. because there's, you know... Eighty plus games mm-hmm. in the NBA, and so a quarter of the season—that's all they played. And then, of course, Chris Brockman, who he is focused, all things yes. counterbalanced when it comes to talking well about the Lakers in this town. You focus
3: on another number, Rich. Which was what was that number, Chris? They what were was? eleven and ten. There you go. So there if no you year. actually multiply so, that by
0: four games, you know, four times, if you play the eight. full season, not good at math. They're uh, they're barely above the 500. Three now plus. LeBron's point would be, you know, you have enough time to play with each other, you get better. In theory, yes. Yeah. So yesterday, yeah, we um, watched that team. They yesterday, this is, LeBron spoke. <laughs> hey, LeBron made himself available and spoke for as long as it needed to take yesterday as Vogel was being fired. Okay. So just let's get the time frame down. Yeah. Lakers finish season with hardly anybody out there that's who I've already named that you thought could be out there to win a championship this year. None of them were on the court against the Nuggets team that was going into the playoffs, and um, they beat this Nuggets team. Austin Reeves. Bald. Austin Reeves Bald out. Bald out. And I'm sure the team, after a long-ass season, is all fired up coming off the court. Hey, that was great. What a great way to finish out. Prideful group. Best they can. And then... Uh, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski sent out a tweet saying that uh, Vogels coached his last game for the Lakers, a decision that will be communicated, expected to be communicated to the coach, (coughs) expected to be shared with him as soon as Monday. So I'll maybe get around to it. So, (laughs) (laughs) fired by Woj bomb tweet. (laughs) Then the next day hits, and there's a back and forth, even within the walls of the worldwide leader of sports, outstanding coverage of the NBA and folks like Woj and McMenamin, and they're going back and forth that it's done, it's not done, it's definitely official, and LeBron James steps to the podium at that point in time or sits in his chair with the step and repeat, Lakers step and repeat behind him. And the thing that everybody is still hanging their hat on was – the exchange in which LeBron was asked how much responsibility did he take for a season that, uh, let's just say, failed, because that's the key word, failed to deliver anything remotely in the area code, let alone Galaxy, of what everyone expected of the Lakers. I mean, it's not failure I at mean, all. Listen, we came to work every single day, put our hard hats on, and we tried to get better every day. And the result just didn't, didn't happen for us. So, But it's not a failure. It's not like... Uh, you know, we came together as a, as a team. We wanted to be as great as we can be. We just didn't accomplish a lot of the things that we, we would have hoped. But, um, you know, I, obviously I'll take you – know, if you follow me, if any of my career, when we don't succeed, I take a lot of the responsibility. So there you have it. Um, LeBron James pointing out it wasn't a failure of a season because
3: – They got paid? I – <laughs> that they're professional. they kept, oh, the they che- kept coming to That is to insane. Brought when none of the checks bounced, like they did in winning time. That is insane.
2: What is he talking about? Who does he think he's fooling? He's a himself? prideful is man. He himself?
0: he is a prideful man. Yeah,
2: they won thirty something games.
0: He is a prideful man. Came to work every single day. Put on hard hats. By hey. the way, you know who also said that? Once upon a time, the village people. Oh. The village people. Men at work. <laughs> men at work. I saw that No, they, they were from Australia. No, no. They were from a land down under. Down under. Where. Women go and men. And men plunder. Can you hear yeah. Can you hear I, 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 oh, I heard yeah, the thunder. thunder. And I, I, I ran and I took cover. Well done. You better. Well done. So, um, but they never actually put on a hard no. hat. Devo put on hard. But I think we're going yeah. down the wrong path. Whip it.
3: Whip it good. <laughs> well, no problem.
0: <laughs> Look, it's a failure of a season, an unmitigated disaster of a season, one of the worst seasons in the history of the Lakers. You could make a case, as Bill Orham of The Athletic did, um, and he will join us in hour number three, calling it um, exactly what, what it was, the worst season the Lakers have perhaps ever had. And uh, his column um, talking about what went down for the Lakers and what's next, wondering who's going to take this gig. And the coaching community is already out in full force uh, supporting Frank Vogel, as is, by the way, I believe, what was the final count? 97% of our voters in yeah, yesterday's got, poll really question yesterday, as to yeah. what <laughs> was the cause. Like, we just gave you a straight-up 50-50 choice. It's just an A or B choice. Is it roster composition or coaching? What was the problem? Roster composition or coaching? And I said it would be a 90-10 to 10 finale. And ninety six percent is that what it turned out to I be? Think it was ninety seven, yeah. Well, I think the the polling's still open because you threw that out there. Oh well, the yeah, middle yeah. Of the no, show. polling's still open if you want to see. You can up, vote still up. at Rich Eisen <laughs> Show if you want to swing it from ninety seven percent to maybe ninety six or ninety eight percent.
3: As to what it is, look, it
0: was not coaching all that much. Everybody's got something to do with it, but it was a roster that just didn't work, couldn't stay healthy, and that's the worst combination you can get actually that's not true worst combination you could get is a coach who didn't really want to be there and had no business being there so roster composition not being able to stay healthy and coach who like say kicks his kicker and calls them dip s's and brings everybody into the room mm-hmm. as a professional and asks them to defend their resume <laughs> <laughs> you that's on, the right? worst combination of all time that's like last bad. last yeah, year's jacksonville jaguars
2: that's really brutal
0: at least Volga didn't kick. We don't think he kicked anybody, although Russell Westbrook has an issue with the man. Wow. And this is another part of the equation that came out of yesterday was Westbrook being asked about Vogel. Now, the two of them um, appeared to be at odds all year long. That, And by that, I mean Westbrook um, performed... Nothing like the guy that they hoped they could get. Nothing like the guy that he used to be. Nothing at all. Remotely close to the triple-double machine. And you could say, well, he was brought in for a different role. He's at a different age. Bottom line, he wasn't a difference maker in any way, shape, or form, except for the fact when it came down to losing. He usually had a large hand in that or was sat on the bench and he had a problem with that, even though he led the Lakers in minutes and games played, it seemed like, this year. So this is his comments on on uh, Frank Vogel yesterday.
3: I'm not sure what his issue was with me, or I'm not sure why, but um, I can't really give you an answer why things. We never really connected. Maybe, you know, um, that's something that he has to answer, but I never, you know, from the get-go, was feeling like I was having to, like, try to prove myself to him and my capabilities and what I've been able to do for this game. And It's unfortunate, but it's really not kind of out of my hands
0: so here's where believe it or not there is some silver lining for the Lakers okay okay because on one way you could take that soundbite as a complete abdication of responsibility (laughs) true (laughs) and (laughs) thorough lack of self-awareness okay it's one way but if the guy felt like he needed to defend his resume and he's Russell Westbrook coming in, it sure sounded like to me Vogel didn't really want him. Did that sound like to you? We don't know it. This is all total speculation. Uh, all you got to do is, is watch the show that our third-hour guest, Solomon Hughes, who plays Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in winning time right now is in there. And you don't know what's real. You don't want to know what's not and who wanted who and who didn't want to be on that team and all of that. You, do, I, you know, Jeff Perlman's book, is fantastic we, we do have an issue sometimes figuring out what was in the book what is accurate what is not accurate what's right. just played up for drama and all of that business but what is real in the world of sports is sometimes guys are acquired because outside fo- forces outside of the coach's office make it so and let's just suppose frank vogel didn't want russell westbrook it's just like that's not what we need guys and now you're putting this on me. Why? LeBron wants him? Is that what's going on? Let's just let's just assume that's what happened. So Russ knows the coach doesn't want him, and the coach doesn't really, you know, care if if he if it's known that way. Does his best to try and make it work because he's a professional and so on and so forth. That confessor, when there are, what's the word for it, losses. <laughs> so removing this from the equation, whoever comes in. And the first rumor today from our third-hour guest, Bill Oren from the Athletics, compadre from the Athletics, Sam Amick, is saying LeBron has uh, an affinity for the idea of Mark Jackson coming in, and let's just throw that name out there. Or anybody who's going to come in and make us do one of two things, as we said on yesterday's show, talking about the next Lakers coach, say the word okay in different ways. okay. Or okay. (laughs) Mark Jackson, to me, would be an okay. All right. Let's see what he can do. Uh, As you know, I have an affinity for him personally. Being a fellow New Yorker and loving watching him playing St. John's and uh, basketball and a Nick, And then I do enjoy his work on the air. Kind of, if you will, the Doug Collins of the current Golden State Warriors championship run. (laughs) Or team. That's fair. Okay and um Run 98 games with him uh, eight right before he was getting let go yeah. before let go and then Steve Kirk comes in and things go in a different direction or he can have somebody who can come in and 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 be able to manage egos as well as look Russell Westbrook in the eye and go I know what you can do I know what Frank Vogel was saying here or I know how you felt about Frank and I know how you did all this a different voice and As much as it's unfair to lay all of this at the feet of Frank Vogel, that not even a thank you tweet photograph of him holding the trophy he delivered in the pandemic bubble year, that won't even cover up that departure and unfairness of laying it all at his feet. Rob Palenka, the GM, and the rest of the team is saying we've take full responsibility as well and, you know, Still, that even with the concept of how unfair it was a firing for Frank Vogel, changing the voice at that spot to make things work better with the one piece that we do believe on the roster that was so misappropriated, poorly acquired, however you want to do it, not just because it didn't work on the court, but it Totally, totally hamstrings you on your cap and decisions that you can make to make the team better overnight. If you got to have Westbrook, in other words, bringing in another voice that makes him not feel like he has to defend his resume. That's going to be a plus for the Lakers. The question is, what happens when the ball gets tipped up in the air and he misses another wide-open three or jumper or something of a negative result? What happens then? Who else are you going to bring in? Those are other questions that I want to ask Bill Orem later on in our number three. But just the change of voice alone, we've seen just a perfect example from the football world. Ben Roethlisberger, he comes in, he's dynamite. Remember that? Team, didn't, team drafts him, went to him earlier than they ever thought they have to in his rookie season, doesn't lose a regular season game the rest of the year after coming in in, day, in, in uh, game two, winds up going to the Super Bowl, wins it with Bill Cowher the entire time that happened. It's Ben, you're too young to just put the whole game on your shoulder. He was game manager, manager. Ben Roethlisberger. Remember and that?
3: Manager. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Hand the ball off. The Super Bowl MVP, Heinz Ward. Guy who threw Heinz a touchdown pass, Antoine randall L. Yep. If you remember, Ben, you know, uh, when he scored a touchdown, even though his helmet didn't even break the plane of the goal, yeah, it, was a, was, it was a brutal uh, game for Donald Roethlisberger, Dicey. who didn't even show up on the NFL Network set afterwards. It was amazing. First three years of our existence, Brady, Brady, Ben, none of the quarterbacks came to our set after the game, and we were like, how are we on the pain on mind list? Mm -hmm. Eli was the first to make a visit a couple years later. But the reason I'm mentioning this is Roethlisberger was the young kid who was a game manager, and the coach was like, let the defense handle it, let Jerome do his thing. Don't make the mistake, Ben. Okay, And I'm sure Ben at the time had a lot going on off the field as it was culminating in an eventual disastrous crossroads for his personal and professional career. But once Cowher left and Tomlin comes in, it's a totally different ball of wax. Ben was now a Super Bowl winning quarterback. With a new coach and a new relationship. A new relationship. The guy who drafted him, raised him up from a pop, trying to break the colt in, you know, that guy's gone. Totally different relationship with a new coach. Westbrook is a totally different part of his career than Ben. It's still the same point. One coach didn't want you, it seems. Couldn't figure it out? That's obvious. You're sitting there on the bench wondering, what do I got to do? Even though the simple answer to it is make a shot. (laughs) New guy comes in. Don't you think if it's Mark Jackson, it's going to be like, hey, I know the position. I know what you got going on. I know what you need to do. I know how you're feeling. I get it. Let's sit down. Let's talk. Because I need you. I need you. I need you big time. Last coach was, why do I want you? New coaches, I need you. And that may be a difference maker just on itself for a guy that's going to be there. Because he's, he's not going anywhere. No. Nope. My two cents on the Los Angeles Lakers. What say you? 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Also, tonight, we've got the first uh, play-in games in the Eastern Conference. Uh, There's some wrinkles uh, that's going on. Uh, First one is, this is a, you know, well, we'll discuss it, but those are the games that are up on the screen. Uh, Also uh, on the program, Brian Kelly. Hey. We have not spoken to him since um, he proved that Notre Dame was a stepping stone job. (laughs) So oh, we, I was you remember I was feeling it? I so was we have Michigan a, beats Ohio State. A, a
2: basketball school Ohio State
0: was a basketball and now school because they beat Duke. A Correct. Stepping stone. That was happening at the same time. Got it. Yeah, the, that all happened, better. I think, in a span of ninety hours last November. It was, very, November, and it was truly one of the greatest ninety hour periods of my entire life. <laughs> Might have also been the time I started realizing my fantasy team is drafted wasn't good and I needed to do some things, make some moves, and look, I'm a champion today. You've been on the five so, months of man, haven't you? There's all of that to do with each other. Brian Kelly is on the show is basically what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's going to join our family. <laughs> but when we
0: come back, everyone, and by the way, uh, you know, one person I want to talk to him about is Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Because at his old place of business, that's where this kid was dynamic. And he is good. I mean, isn't that amazing? Combine is like, this could be the best player in the draft. Now you're seeing two weeks before the draft, all of these uh, mock drafts where he could slip down to 10. I don't get it, but I'd love to pick his brain on this kid, Kyle Hamilton, who he recruited to Notre Dame, um, and then talk about what is it like to run a pro day for a school that you just got to? What's that? What must that be like? And of course, it's always great chat with Brian Kelly, winning his coach in the history of Notre Dame, who then eventually told Notre Dame, "Yeah, there's a better job. So um, that's my way of putting it out there. As a Michigan fan, I will be much more professional I when say he joins don't, us. Don't lead, no, no, no. don't
2: lead with that.
3: I
0: will, yeah. I will be so much more professional okay, when he joins us. Honestly. But coming up for the rest of this hour, uh, let's review something um, that we did with uh, John Harbaugh last Friday that appears to be gaining steam with each passing day talking about Lamar Jackson. But when we come back, I've been sitting on this for a few days, and today's the day, just uncork it like a nice, fine, vintage wine. The top five AFC teams in 2022, you could make a top ten list, and they could all win the conference. A top ten list, they can win the conference, but I'm going to slice it down to five, because Brockman is forcing me to. Yes.
2: Not six like TJ. Well, I got three ties. (laughs)
3: Come but I, I do what I want in that segment, so that's, that's your funny. grab bag. Yeah. yeah, I know. You know yeah, I can't you've help. done that. You've done that in my segments. It's fine. That's true. Oh, I boy. just, you know, <laughs> I like even numbers. Guys, 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 it's our segments. Got it.
2: We're All a right? big family.
3: We're family. All right, let's start a break. And Emmy, <laughs> Emmy four, nominated four, family.
2: Two more for rich number down.
0: Uh, cut off their mics, Jay, <laughs> Jay Felly. No. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Outfit. 844-204-RICH is the number to dr- uh, dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Callaway Rogue ST driver. Every golf equipment company tells you that they're the longest off the tee, but guess what? Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely vomit. Speed tuned to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge. Which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness, thanks to high MOI. It'll also allow you to bomb it off the tee. So Chris Brockman looks at you and goes, "Okay." <laughs> that I, happened a couple times. Yesterday. A couple
2: yesterday. Yeah.
0: So most golfers are going to fit into the Max because of its incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. But there's also the Rogue ST Max D, dedicated draw model for players who need more shot shape correction. The Max LS. Stronger trajectory with a more neutral ball flight for the true players out there. There's the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS compact low spin head that the tour players love. Callaway has thought through every aspect of speed, so all you've got to do is go Rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com/slash/go Rogue. Did I accidentally go higher register there in the second to last line?
3: <laughs> Trust me, that was I don't
0: know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. So. The AFC is uh, a very competitive conference, to say the least. I made that point to Mike Vrabel, although not fast enough for him, and <laughs> asked him a question last week.
2: A little too verbose. Yeah. Well, I, I point out,
0: like you know, they were the one seed last year in the uh, the conference, despite not having Derrick Henry for half a year, despite being injured on in various other positions – including Julio Jones. That was one of the biggest, if you recall, last year Um, acquisitions was Julio Jones saying he wanted out of Atlanta on live television, even though he didn't know he was on live television. (laughs) Then he winds up on Tennessee, and that turned out to be much ado about nothing, and the Titans still were the one seed, which is part of the reason why Mike Vrabel wound up being coach of the year. I say all of that, to point out how much more difficult it is now. And I asked that of Vrabel last week, and you can go to our YouTube page for his response. It was a great response after he <laughs> castigated me for not uh, asking the question quickly enough. It's just like, strap up, right? Like, that's what the NFL <laughs> is. like, you play everybody, let's go. And that's why uh, Rich, we're in it.
2: Take your heart pills and buckle up. That's buckle it. Up. Yeah, that down. was it. Take wrote your heart down. pills and
0: buckle up. Yeah, I wrote that down. Let's By the way, go. we should make a, a country music song out of that. Not a
2: bad t-shirt either. <laughs> take your heart pills and buckle, buckle up. up. Yep. So <laughs> right, Let me work on something. Work on yeah, send, send, send that
0: up the uh, chain of command. Let me see if I can write something up. Because Russell Westbrook. Uh, oh, pardon me. Because Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson is now in this conference, right? We just spent a lot of time talking about the Lakers. Russell Wilson's in this conference. Deshaun Watson is back and active. He's now on the Cleveland Browns. Devontae Adams has joined this conference. Randy Gregory has joined this conference. Khalil Mack has joined this conference. Matt Ryan has joined this conference. So on and so forth. Tyreek Hill has changed addresses within the conference. There's so much that's happened in the AFC. I need NFL Films Music ready, Mr. Feller. All right. Because you (laughs) could make the case the top 10 teams in the AFC have a shot to win the conference, make the playoffs, and win the conference, and go to the Super Bowl this year in Arizona. But I'm only going to give you the top five. Top five. Top five. five? Okay. Come on, and then you tell me if you agree or not. Okay. Number five in the American Football Conference is the team that has been to the Super Bowl more often than not from the conference. I'm still putting them in my top five, and even though I bet you if anybody else dares to undertake this similar endeavor, you will see the Chiefs out of some people's top fives. You will. You will because they've lost a couple of ties, Matthew and Hill, okay? So Tyron Matthew gone. It's Justin Reed in the back of that defense. Tyreek Hill is gone, and Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling is in his spot. How will that all work? How is that all going to work? Back end of the defense, that Honey Badger has been fantastic. He's gone. His leadership skills gone. The defenses we remember every year, the Chiefs, it's like, well, they they can be gotten and they get stronger as the season goes on. I need to see how it all works out. But the reason why they're still there at five for me is because there's still Mahomes and there's still Kelsey, and there's still enough parts that have been around there. And I think the offensive line that was remade last year is gonna get better. And I do need to see how they draft. Let's see what happens. But right now, the Chiefs are still five right now, in the conference. I'm gonna go one more up now, and I know my Chiefs fans and my Chiefs friends will be upset with me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. I'm putting the Chargers four. Ooh. I'm putting the Chargers four, and I know that is saying a whole mouthful. Where'd they finish last? Four? I get you. <laughs> I get you. But it's now time for Herbert. To get that Sherbert and step up and show us in year three, this could be his Josh Allen year, right? Where he takes that quantum leap and wants that cash at the end of the rainbow that Allen got after year three. And the offense re-signs Mike Williams and Keenan Allen is still there. And the offense, to me, will get better. And they added J.C. Jackson on the back end and Khalil Mack up front to go with Joey Bosa. And I just think the Chargers right now will have better firepower to finally get past the Chiefs team that they have trouble getting past. And I know on paper, you don't play games on paper, but Derwin James and J.C. Jackson on the back end and Khalil Mack and Bosa up front with the rest of the team that they have there. And we'll see how they draft. But I like the Chargers right there. And then number three, I'm going all AFC West to fill out five, four, and three. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders wow. to win the division right wow. now. Yes, sir. There you go. I am going in with wow. the Raiders right now. I think they're, believe it or not, and I know Russell Wilson is in Denver. I think they're the most improved team so far right now. In the division, I will say that. Devontae Adams is a Raider, folks. And I know they lost Zay Jones, but Devontae Adams and Carr and Waller and Josh Jacobs and, um, you know, first in Renfro. That's a hell of an offense for Josh McDaniel to come into and Josh McDaniels to figure out pieces out, Mm -hmm. and instead of trading away Derek Carr, they're like, we're going to surround you. And we're going to have Max Crosby on one end, and we're getting Chandler Jones and 100 career sacks on the other end? And we're going to make sure we get Mahomes and Russ and Herbert down on the turf. I'm just going to go right now, and we'll see the way that they figure out. (laughs) There's not much draft when you trade what you traded for Devontae Adams right off at the top. And I like it. Right now, the autumn wind is a pirate.
2: <laughs> and I
0: know it's a it's it's a hot take, and I'm leaving Denver out of your top five. And I'm that's, going that's with everybody else idea. in the AFC West. And I just thought about it. You got to hunt, and you got to score. And they can go hunt, and they can score. Devonte Adams is in the AFC West. And the guy who he's with is a guy who he calls his brother and – they have a sixth sense from college. I kind of dig it. Number two is I'm going with the team that won the conference last year. I'm going with the Bengals. I love Joey Burrow. I love what they're cooking. I think they have absolutely smoked it in the free agency period. Exactly what they needed to do. Spend the money and protect the kid. That's what you do. And they're terrific at drafting it. They have been terrific. I I, I will say it again. The Mike Brown honchoed Cincinnati Bengals have been terrific at drafting. That's how you become the AFC champions with the fourth youngest roster in the NFL. They're going to get better. They signed the coach to a long term deal. He's right. The quarterback is beyond right. Chase and Burrow and Mixon are a triplet that should be a top five triplet again if they can stay healthy. And let's see how they draft. That's number two. And I'm going with the Bills, number one. I'm going with the Bills of the best team in the AFC. I'm going with Allen, the Mandalorian quarterback. I'm going with Stephon Diggs. I'm going with Gabriel Davis, who Emmanuel Sanders on Good Morning Football said is a star in the making. I I just think, did you hear James Cook and one of the few things he was saying on the program yesterday? Saying that he visited with the Bills. Could you imagine that kid? I, I, I did hear that. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that kid in that offense? They need a run game. Could you imagine that kid in that offense and what he might be able to do? Um, defensively, they got, they got better. Von Miller is there, folks. Von Miller has joined the Buffalo Bills. And um, they're my top team in the AFC going in. They should win it. They could have won it last year. I mean, for all of you Bills fans, I won't go down the road of what happened last year, but they easily could have made the Super Bowl and won it last year. Easily. If they had somehow not blown it in Kansas City and gotten through and taken on the Bengals at home in an AFC championship game. That could have absolutely happened, and they know it, and everybody in the NFL knows it, and sometimes it's very difficult to see right in front of you. The Bills are the best team in the AFC. They... Easily could have been last year. And I think they will be this fall. And you could make a case that I've left a bunch out. Oh, Titans, they're number one last I year. I know. Yeah. They, they, they were number one last year. I would put them six. And then you could have the Colts. And you've got the uh, the Ravens who, you know, with Lamar coming back. And they draft appropriately. And they can make a nice run. You've got the Broncos. How will they perform with Russell Wilson?
2: Playoff team. Did I mention the
0: Colts to you as well? Patriots. Dolphins. Steelers were a playoff team. I know there's going to be a lot of people on the Dolphins bandwagon. But I just couldn't crack the top five with any of them. And the one that I would would break out of the Chiefs, and it's just so difficult for me to do that because Mahomes is Mahomes. Kelsey is Kelsey. Andy Reid is Andy Reid. And that offensive line that they remade is young and good.
2: What do you think? <laughs>
3: I think you have the Chargers too high. Okay. What do you think? Do I have the Raiders too high eh, as well? You, you might, but you know what? That Raider offense, you're right. I love Waller and Adams, Renfro, Quiet, Josh Jacobs Josh, too. The Raider team man. I don't know if Kenyon Drake is back
0: again. I don't know how, if they signed him for multiple years. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I guess I should have. Checked out their depth chart before going out there. That's a hell of an offense. And Josh McDaniels knows exactly how to put it together. Or you figure he does. That he will be better in his second run at it in the same way Belichick was too. Now, obviously, Belichick had Brady. And it's all on Derek Carr. But I think he's been playing terrific football the last couple of years. And instead of them getting rid of him and ditching him or figuring out how to restart, they're like... Here's what we'll do. We'll get you the best receiver who you know from college, and he was your college roommate. By the way, get ready for that to be the storyline that you hear. That'll be okay. this new upcoming year that this new Stafford, Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> yeah, now Scotty Scheffler, yeah. you know, yeah. storyline about the same uh, high school.
2: Canyon Drake is back this year. I mean,
0: that's a hell of a that's this a hell of a one two punch right here's there. A question for you, Rich? We have the Ravens in the mix. I I just I you know what. I'll get a little bit deeper into the Ravens, um, you know, when, when we just revisit uh, the John Harbaugh thing. Um, the thing, meaning his appearance on the show that, on Friday and what he said that has kind of gotten out there. Um, I, I just don't know, man. I don't know. What if they get... What if, But what if they get... What if the Ravens get a huge... What if they get... The Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase of the draft this year.
2: Like a Debo type. Right. They got Hollywood Brown to take the top off. so, so So think about it.
0: Think about it. If you want to talk about game changing receivers in the NFL that you can draft, you got Jamar Chase last year, right? You got Justin Jefferson from the year before. And then from the year before that, you got Debo Samuel. So. In three consecutive drafts, right? Debo was three years ago, I want to make sure, because this is his fourth year, so he's, right. he's ready to be paid, as you know. So let's just say, let's just say, there will be another game-changing wide receiver drafted in this year's draft. Yes. Likely. Okay? So who gets that guy? What if it's the Ravens? What if they get their kid for Lamar in a way that Hollywood Brown has not been able to consistently be for them? But he's there still. And all the running backs, let's just say, don't blow their knees out at the same time in training camp. But
2: I think for me, that's the biggest question mark uh, offensively because they're all coming back from injury. You don't know what they're going to look like.
0: And Mark Andrews is his top top five tight end in the
2: league. Now, however, if they do sign Melvin Gordon, that's been kind of talked about this week, over the weekend, I mean, I think that would help. I
0: don't know. I mean, that would just be one of the uh, – an excellent addition to a oh, running back running rotation. Back. Yeah. But if J.K. Dobbins provides the spark that we all thought he was going to before his knee gave but way and Gus Edwards
2: coming back from ACL, you don't know what they're going to look like.
0: We have no idea. So they're kind of a shrug emoji team, the Ravens. Kind of. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on The Rich Eisen Show. We'll take a break. More uh, before we get Brian Kelly of LSU joining us in top of hour two. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit justcapital.com to learn how a just
1: business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.
0: Eight four four two oh four rich number to <laughs> dial right here on the program. So the playing games tonight. Yeah. All right. The NBA playoffs essentially begin this evening. Yes. Um, although the only loser go home game tonight is the nine ten game in the East. So um we've got two games tonight. The uh Cavs and Nets and Clippers and Timberwolves are tonight. Ah, so it's the two seven eight games yeah, tonight. Two, seven, eight ah, tonight. so the loser goes onward to Thursday, right? Uh, to right. face the winner of the nine ten games that are on Wednesday night between the Hawks and Hornets. That'll be a very entertaining basketball mm-hmm. game. High scoring, yes. Yeah. And Spurs and Pelicans on Wednesday night. We are not expecting to see Zion in that game. It correct, does not in New Orleans. So. Okay, so New Orleans and Atlanta. that's Wednesday night, and then tonight. Timberwolves and Clippers.
2: That's going to be fun. All right,
0: ter- that's a terrific basketball game. I'm looking forward to that. And then tonight you've got the Nets and um, and uh, the Cavs, and that will be um, fascinating for for many reasons. Also, I can only imagine there will be. It'll be very emotional at the beginning and maybe throughout because the Nets facility is a half mile away from the train station where some awful human being and lunatic lit up a, a um, s- some smoke device inside, uh, I think it was the N train or something like that in New York, and then shot people. Really? Five Jesus. people shot 13 injured in a train station that's just a half mile Away from the Nets facility in oh, it was Brooklyn. Yes, sir. Wow. And I, I, you know, that's my hometown. I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Staten Island, and it's just the latest example of gun violence in our world going haywire. And uh, I'm sure that will be a backdrop of certainly a tip off tonight between the Nets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And sending all my best to everybody in my home. City and home state right now. Um, and then, of course, if the, the Nets and the Cavs, a huge trade between them last year, as we all know. Um, and so that'll be a fascinating game. The fact that the Nets are hosting it after, you know, it looked like they might be playing in the Wednesday night games. Um, so that's a pretty big game. And also a big difference um, from last year to this year in the play-in tournament game, uh, State Farm's out. Zuckerberg in, out, right. MetaQuest, is that what it is? Yeah, the MetaQuest playing. What
2: the hell is that? Is that? Zuckerberg.
0: That? Uh, it's Meta. Metaverse, I think. No, I see. I see the the symbol. Oh. Whatever it is, it's just. Please don't call us Facebook anymore. So they're they're sitting atop this playing tournament. It might be the VR company. Metaquest, I
3: don't know what the yeah. hell it is. I don't know. You nervous about your clips tonight, brother? I. They're underdogs. <laughs> underdogs. I, it's going to be a good game, like you said. Uh, Anthony Edwards in his first playoff game. And Edwards, you, and the biggest thing is you. You now have uh, my man, OG Pat Beverly, who has now taken that kind, of oh, right. swagger, that. that kind of Pat yeah. Beverly swagger, that kind of Pat Beverly, like doggishness. Well, once dogishness
0: once to, a night, I see him on my Twitter feed barking at somebody. Yeah, but you know what?
3: <laughs> He's, he he kind of changed the whole that whole team's attitude with in the Timberwolves. So it, it works until he shoves Chris Paul in the back yeah well I'm Chris seriously i mean i'm playing in this game so you won't have to worry about that but,
0: but. I, i'm i'm just uh i guess in a very um not too subtle way pointing out how his braggadociousness or his brashness is a plus until it becomes a minus at the worst
3: possible time right. yeah. i mean regardless that was you last know. year i'm just saying this year he, well, it's every he, year he, actually he's done something okay
0: <laughs> i mean am i wrong i mean i'm sorry i you keep going on, TJ. I know that was about it. Now, see TJ TJ doesn't like being, you know, corrected. Is that what just happened? Interrupted. Or, I'm interrupted. Not sure. Oh, yeah. interrupted.
3: Okay, so sorry. What were you saying, TJ? That was it. That was just, you know, he's brought a little different swagger to the team. So, so,
0: I think you might you guys might come out with the W tonight anyway. It's one of those things with the Clippers. Every time you think they are out, they pull you back in.
3: So, Car Anthony Towns is Balling right now, so our so, bigs are so going to have, have a long night. So is PG. PG is playoff,
2: you, playoff P tonight. Playoff
3: P. Palm
0: play l, in, play p, in P. Palmdale P. P <laughs> I P tonight.
3: Picture in picture. Palmdale P. Palmdale P. Okay. And then, can we please get the Cavs to win tonight?
0: <laughs> you want the Cavs to win tonight because you want the Cavs instead of the Nets. I think so. For the Celtics? Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
2: Also the you know, the Brooklyn having to go to To no, Toronto is the sixth border. It would be nice to see uh
0: What you want you want Kyrie north of the border so he, he can you well, want him he out? Doesn't have play. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, you're getting the Celtics are gonna get the Nets. I think
2: so too. That'd be fun series. Oh yeah. I registered.
0: You'll be hate watching every second of the minute, every second of the day, every second of the minute, every minute of the hour, every hour of the day.
2: (laughs) Just nonstop booing my TV.
0: Brian Kelly of LSU football. That's a tough one to say, but it's true. He will be joining us coming up next hour. Lots to talk about with him. Nick Saban's on Wednesday program. Love it. So we got that going on. playing on Friday. And Lane on Friday. That's how we're rolling. We want to talk to some college coaches with the draft right around the corner. And Brian Kelly's coming up next on the show. I'm sorry if I interrupted you too much. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I could see when you get, you get, you get upset. Uh, I could see what? when you get upset. upset. By the way, there was also a great exchange. upset. You are upset. There was <laughs> a great exchange. I, I, I know body language. I know
3: your body language. And I know. Upset, uh, upset is when I go to Wendy's and I tell them three times to give me a burger with just ketchup and I go pick it up and I get home and it has everything on it. Now that's upset. This is not well, upset. Should, you this should check it. it before you leave the drive. That is, yeah. annoying, Most of the time yeah, I do. Yeah. Is, if yeah.
2: if I'm here and you're here. Doesn't that make it our time?
3: Yes, Mr. Hand. So yeah, there's a
2: difference there. Oh, nice.
0: So um, I also noticed an interesting exchange between the two of you guys at the top of the program. Oh. Because you know, it dawned on me about 15 minutes to go before we're on the air that we needed that soundbite of LeBron James <laughs> right. talking yeah, about sure, the sure. season <laughs> not being a failure. Sure. Uh-huh. So you know, I, I and I and I always feel um, a little sheepish when I know I'm putting everyone a little bit under the uh, under the gun and pressure. Sure. Uh, but but we're we're an Emmy nominated team for a reason. <laughs> bang, bang. So um, we got the LeBron <laughs> soundbite and um, about two minutes before he we went on the <laughs> air, was close. Maybe, put maybe, it into Jason's hands <laughs> was close. right before air. And then Jay, Jay during the rope was like, when do you want to use it? I'm like, probably about two minutes yeah, from yeah, now, like soon. <laughs> got to it about five minutes into the show. We got to it. And, 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 uh, Jay had it. You wanted to make sure though, that he had it. Is this the exchange that you had? I wanted to make sure what the, the last yeah, one sure was going to be. You told him what the out was. He, he, with his headsets on looked at you and nodded and then you said it again just in case he didn't hear right. so you took your earphone off your ear to <laughs> yeah. hear it and then gave him a look of like I, I got it, yeah. did, it did, that, did I see that while I was, while I was hosting how would you no, notice all this while you're talking Like, <laughs> did I notice that correctly yes But here's was the, that the here's exchange thing.
2: but here's the thing where it's just like
0: I'm not, and that look is like I'm not Del Tufo was essentially that look. Oh, now. Well, hold on Please. a second.
2: What happens is Mike does the show with the left ear up, ah. so, so we can communicate. So Jay he's, does he's not. Like this. So I often talk to Jay, and he doesn't hear me. So I was just. But you got it. Double got confirming.
0: It. And you—that was the that was the exchange between the two of you, right? Well, during the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I
3: think the final look I gave him was I think so.
0: <laughs> Damn it, man. I was more confident than you were in your abilities. I'm like, he's got it. <laughs> you, I guess. You're-